as B2B professionals in marketing or sales, we have to learn to recognize what is, who is the main character in our story, what is the problem that they're focused on, and who is the guide. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry. I'm one of the producers of the show here, as always, with Sangram Vajray. Sangram, how are you doing today, my man? Pumped, 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 man. We This whole idea of reviewing books uh, has really helped me, as I was telling you before we hit record, is, man, it is really helping me finish the books, but more importantly, come up with real applications uh, from the books. Uh, it's it's really been a good good for me. Hopefully, it is good for everybody who's listening. Yeah, I think, I think folks are going to get a ton of value out of this one. We're going to be talking about uh, a book called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. I know I have been listening to his podcast uh, for a long time now. Uh, I, he was on my, he's been on my radar for years. He wrote a book called Blue Like Jazz. So if, if, if you're thinking to yourself right now, oh, I've heard of this Donald Miller guy. Where do I know him? It, it was, it was a, uh, I think it was a New York Times bestselling book. Might have been another bestsellers list. But uh, so, so he wrote Blue Like Jazz and then he starts, uh, then he starts this consultancy that has now grown extremely fast. And this book, Building a Story Brand, essentially outlines what, you know, what he's done to clarify his own message, tell his own company's story, uh, which has ultimately led to you know, crazy success for them. Uh, and so, Sangram, as we were talking offline, you, know, you, you had a few things that you just kind of wanted to, to come out of the gate with because you got a ton of value from this book. So I'll, I'll let you take it from here. All right, Matt. So tell me, what is this I'm about to read? Um, all right. Let, and I'm literally have the book in, so I'm going to read from the book. So you people might hear me turning the pages because it's so cool and I'm underlined <laughs> all over it. All right. So, uh, so here, here it goes. Blacksmith Will Turner teams up with eccentric pirate Captain Jack Sparrow to save his love, the governor's daughter, from Jack's former pirate allies who are now undead. This is the movie, as everybody knows, is Pirates of the Pirates Caribbean, of the Caribbean, right? The Curse of the Black Pearl. And here's another one, a science fiction fantasy about a na- naive but ambitious farm boy from a backwater desert who discovers power he never knew he had when he teams up with a feisty princess and mercenary space pilot and an old wizard warrior to lead a ragtag rebellion against the sinister forces of the evil galactic empire. Star Wars, baby. Star Wars New Hope. And there's one more. And there are many more in it. And all of them have this common things that, that Donald talks about, which is the imagination and intrigue. Uh, that that it brings me, and, and I love I love these these to start off with because there this is all what how Netflix talks about when you go on Netflix and look for a movie. This is the description they have. Do you know James what it's called? What is the technical term for that? I don't. It's called the logline. So I was very proud that I now know something <laughs> about the movie world. Uh, so it's called the logline, and his point, and and he he goes through this framework of seven elements, which we are not going to go through all of them, but he goes through this 
old framework that I think people should listen to and read uh, into when you get get the book. But if you really closely listen to the two log lines I just went through, there are some commonalities. The commonalities are that every one of these stories has a character. Uh, they have a problem. Then they meet a guide, right? They they, they essentially meet a, meet a guide. They're not the hero, but they meet a guide who then helps them with a plan. And then that plan has a ton of problems. So this guide helps these people or these characters, these heroes, to go through that. And then they're able to defeat uh, whatever problems they have and win. So an example is like, you know, Hunger Games. I know a lot of people are a fan of Hunger Games. And, and, and one of the ones was like Katniss, right? Katniss yeah. had, uh, you know, she had to survive and she must stay good and authentic. And she was, you know, kind of trying to get over this whole tyranny that was having over democracy. Where she meets who? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what? Yeah, I'm blanking right. on his name. Right, and uh, he was he won the Hunger Games before, so he becomes her guide, and then he helps her think through how to get sponsors, how to win the public over. Then she's able to compete, which is the call to action, as we all know. And then you know all the things happen, or even Star Wars. You think about Luke, uh, who must defeat the evil empire. And but and he's between this good and evil, and he meets uh, the Jedi that we all know, uh, Obi Wan. And then he has to trust the Force to go defeat the Empire, and then he overall crushes the rebellion and then wins it. Right. So whole point yeah. of the whole book is all about this idea that I I think I understood, but I don't think in B two B we think about it. We think this is just movie stuff and story stuff and and B two C stuff, but no. I think what this book made me realize is that as B2B professionals in marketing or sales, we have to learn to recognize what is, who is the main character in our story, what is the problem that they're focused on, and who is the guide. And, and I, that's what I want to drill on today, James. Is, and, and I think this is where a lot of companies are making a mistake. They're making themselves the hero. Yeah. Um, they're they're trying to figure out, well, we are the hero. We can solve the world's problem. We have the best product or solution. And the reality is we're not the hero. Mm-hmm. And so what, what do you think it looks like, Sangram, like practically speaking for the, you know, for, for the you know, marketer that's listening to this, trying to figure out, okay, well, if, if we're not the hero, our customers, the hero, we're, we're the guide. How, what needs to change about their messaging? Does it, I mean, does it, does it shift to, uh, you know, where they're just sharing case studies all the time kind of talking about their customers and the success their customers are experiencing? Like what actually, what, what needs to change in, in the marketing mix to adapt to this idea that the brand is the guide, not the hero? Man, I, I think there's a lot that we can change. Um, I, I'll just take our example because I'm, I'm closest and, and feel free to poke holes at it because I don't think we're perfect. And this is, I'm going to go with my, and talk to my team later on today about this. So this is, this is perfect. Uh, but from our perspective, let's just kind of break this thing down. The problem that we're trying to solve is what Forrester put out in 2015, that less than 1% of the leads turn into customers. So we believe we are very clear on the problem that exists in the marketer, marketer's world. The problem mm-hmm. is they have an overflow of leads, but 99% of the leads are not qualified. And they're struggling and they're putting in a ton of money, time, energy, resources in pumping out these leads that don't turn into revenue. So that's the mm-hmm. problem. The character is the marketer. 
the, the hero that we want to create is a marketer who is working extremely hard, uh, 60 hours a week, trying to keep up with all these technology. And we want to build something that's easy for them to do uh, something. And we, we believe we are the guide. I mean, if you think about the podcast, right? But what we're trying to do through this daily podcast or the Flip My Funnel conference or the, you know, the Slack community and all those things, we want to continue to reflect on the point that, hey, look, we probably don't have all the answers, uh, but uh, not probably. We are guaranteeing it that we don't have yeah. all the answers. Yeah. And what, but what we do have is an incredible community who can come along and help, and we can be the guide along the way, and then we can help customers, you know, come up with a plan and and see them to success. So I feel we are doing pieces of it, and I think if most companies take the time to look at what they do, and 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 go back today and and focus on it, they are going to probably realize that they are doing it, but they're doing it very very under. Um, uh, under the blanket kind of thing. They're, they're not focusing on it. They're not putting it out. That is their the problem that they're solving, who they're solving for. And most importantly, I think that's, if, if there's anything anybody can get out of this, this podcast is that they are not the hero. They are the guide. And I think yeah. the, the riff that I see more and more happening, James, is the, we, the companies are positioning themselves as that we can solve all problems of the world. And the reality is no product, no platform can do that. It has to be the person. We have, And we cannot empathize with the details of all the minutia and the challenges that every person feels who's buying your product. So how do we transition from being like, hey, we got, got you and we're going to solve your problem to a point like, no, we're going to be your trusted advisor. We're here to be with you along the journey. We're going to guide you. Some of it we may be able to help you with, but most of it we're not going to be help you with from our product. But we have partnerships, and, and so mm-hmm. the best example that I see is, is Salesforce for this. Salesforce is not the prettiest tool. I mean, I've asked recently at a an event how many people use Salesforce. Almost ninety percent of them raise their hand, and then I ask the question: All right, how many of you love Salesforce and use <laughs> the product Salesforce and love using Salesforce every day? Like you know, none of them. Pretty much mm-hmm. none of them raise their hand. And to me, that was a great indication that it's a $10 billion company. Nobody is crazily in love with the use of the product. But the reason everybody's using it is because Salesforce have become the guide. They are bringing a, doing an event like Dreamforce. They bring 150,000 people together. They have a whole ecosystem through their app exchange. So they, in fact, if you want to really look at a North Star, I feel like Salesforce is a great example of making sure that the customers are the main characters, the heroes. They understand the problem they have, so they created this Dreamforce event, the App Exchange, and and then they became the guide to help them walk through all of these things. Got it. And and by them becoming the guide, does that like is is that um, like how how are you guys? Uh, so so I, I love that you talked about kind of community building as it you know. At, we we are the guide because we've built a community of folks that so so it's essentially like you're making it bigger than yourself and saying like we may not have the answer but in our community be it you know whether it's a partner or one of your peers that's also in our community that's also gone through the challenge that that you've gone you're really just creating the space for problems to be solved without necessarily saying hey we're we're here to solve you know, everything for you. We can't do that. We do, we do this one thing or these three things. Um, but creating that space, creating that community, I think is so powerful. What do you think is keeping brands from doing what you guys have done with flip my funnel 
uh, doing, you know, like doing what uh, I see, you know, uh, Gainsight has done with their Pulse community uh, in the, you know, customer, the world of customer success. Like I'm starting to see brands pop up and do this. Drift is is doing this right now. Um, but what do you think keeps the lion's share of B2B companies from doing this? You're absolutely right, man. I think more and more companies are doing or trying to do it. And some, and, and you can, we all can, we all know these companies now. And the reason you and I are talking about Gainsight or Drift or um, HubSpot or Salesforce um, and, and now Terminus is because these are all the companies who have done it and, and are realizing it. And for all of us, we know there are 5,000 plus companies in MarTech selling, but we're only talking about five companies. Yeah. And that is the main point is it is hard. It is not obvious. Nobody wakes up in the morning thinking as a product guy, as a founder of a company. I don't think uh, initially when we started the company, we, the first thing that came to our mind was community. The first thing that came to our mind was, hey, let's build a product to solve problem X. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the reverse psychology. I'm starting to think about what, what we are really doing. And I'm, I'm writing it down because I want to make sure I talk through this. I, I'm thinking about this as typically the way it works for people is we want to change the world, right? For that, we're going to build a product. To buy the product, we want to build a community. And through the community, we're going to solve a problem. And it's is the reverse is really true, which is, hey, do we have a clear problem? And if the problem is clear, then there should be a huge community out there. So, yep, so yep. reverse it. And then to support the community, we need to build product that solves pieces of that problem that we identified. And through that, we'll change the world. So right. I think it's the reverse way that works, but we all think about it the other way around. So it's really the way we think we all like to think about. We want to change the world. That's what most people think about when they wake up and get excited about and think about the product, then think about the community and then think about the problem. And I think the most amazing companies like Salesforce of the world and all these amazing companies that are coming up, they think about it differently. They think about problem first, community second, then the product. And then they look at it and say, yeah, through this, we are going to change the world. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're spot on here. Uh, Sangram, any, any other takeaways? I love that you, you, you've walked through kind of the, the character, the problem, the plan, the guide. Uh, any, anything else from this book that you think listeners should understand before they, before they go and check it out? The last part, I would say, the final thought I wrote down was, you know, and, and Donald talks about this in his book, which is called, do, do your marketing plans pass the grunt test? And the way he thinks about the grunt test is, could a caveman who has a laptop all of a sudden uh, is on your website and can immediately grunt what you offer? Um, and, and I think that's like, the, you know, is your grandma test or your, you know, your mom test or whatever. I think people need to really take a step back. We are making things damn too complicated, man. Yeah. Um, people don't need to know uh, all the details around all the features and stuff. They just want to know that they, they, they know what the problem is. So if you can empathize with that and then very clearly say, all right, we're here to help this part of the problem. And here's how we do it. I think people would have more, more, more value coming out of it. And, and to me, this idea of does your marketing pass the grunt test? I want everybody to go today. If they're listening to the in the car and stuff, go back, look at your website, get with your marketing team or sales team and say, guys, do we, do we really pass the grunt test and really bring somebody who's an outside third party and have they know nothing about your product, say that, hey, look at my website and what do you think? 
And, mm-hmm. and if they say, yeah, I get what you do, then you're awesome. And I think 99%, even including ours, I don't know if we will pass the grunt test. So we have a lot to work to do, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. If you listen to Donald Miller's podcast at all, you know that he talks about, uh, you know, clarity all the time, you know, clarify your message, clarify your message, clarify your message. And, and I think that's uh, your, your, your spot on there, the, the grunt test, like would, would some, would a caveman be able to grunt what you do? Uh, I think that's a fantastic final takeaway. Uh, Sangram, this has been fantastic as always. Thank you so much for your time and uh, looking forward to next Wednesday, man. Next Wednesday. Let's do it. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. 